Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. Leviticus chapter 6. And we're going to begin in verse 12. Father, I just want to thank you today for your spirit. Lord, we just thank you that when we gather together together, that your spirit gathers with us, Lord. And I pray, God, that your that the fire of God would would be rekindled in our hearts today. I pray, Lord, that we would have boldness to stir up the gift of God within us, Lord. I thank you, Father, that you've not given us the spirit of fear or uh, timidity, Lord. But, uh, Lord, I just want to thank you for power in our spirits today. Lord, I just want to thank you for love in our spirits today. Lord, I just want to thank you for uh, self-control today by the Spirit of God. Amen. I thank you, Lord, that um, no snuffer and no doubter and no work of the flesh, no person, place, or thing is going to stop the release of power, love, and sound mind from our spirits today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, the devil wants to put out your flame. Did you know that? I was thinking about, uh, maybe it was because I watched a, a version of Scrooge with a Christmas carol where uh, I, I was just thinking about Scrooge and his nightcap. We don't use those anymore. And uh, Scrooge with his little doubter there. Um, that's what you call it. And we had to look it up online. It's a doubter. It's a snuff. Um, well, the enemy wants to come along with his little doubter. Uh, and you can look it up later. You can't take out your phones now, though. I'm Google it. It's a little stick with a little cap on it. He wants to come around. He wants to put out flames. He wants to quiet the flames. He wants to temper the flame. He wants to wash out the flame. He wants to keep the flame low out. But God wants us to rekindle the flame. God wants us to let the flame and the fire of God to burn bright in our spirits. Amen. The Bible says in in Zechariah that we are firebrands. Find somebody beside you, grab them and say, you're a firebrand. You need to burn bright. You need to burn bright. So well, I, I feel cold. I know. I know. We're going to talk about that today. Zechariah 3. The Lord showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to oppose him. And the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? You're a brand. You're a light. There's a fire in your spirit. The Bible says in Proverbs that the spirit of man is a candle of the Lord, searching the inward parts of the belly. Our spirits need to live and be a glow with the life and the power of the Spirit of God. So getting back to Leviticus. 
Now, these were instructions from Moses to the people, to the Levites, who were in charge of the sacrifices and the service. This is the priesthood. This is the law. I mean, Leviticus is the law. Say, this is the law. So you've got to keep it. Amen? Do you keep the law? The fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it. It shall not go out, but the priest shall burn wood on it every morning, and he shall lay out the burnt offering on it, and offer up in smoke the fat portions of the peace offerings on it. In verse 13, here it is. Fire shall be kept burning continually on the altar. It is not to go out. Say that with me. Say, it's not to go out. If I had to put a title on this, it would be Keep the Fire Burning. Keep the fire burning. God wants you to be warm. Warm. This is a winter message, by the way. God says, you've got to stay warm. Say, but you don't understand. See, everything around me is cold. Everything around me is difficult. I don't feel warm. I don't feel hot. But we're exhorted in the scriptures in Romans 12 to not lag in diligence, but to be fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. The Amplified Translation says to be aglow in the spirit, enthusiastically serving the Lord. We're going around the table the other night and just kind of praying one by one. And... Mark was just praying. He said, Lord, I just pray that we would be steadfast and make it to the end. Well, this is dedicated to you, Mark. Matthew 24, 12. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold, but he who endures to the end will be saved. The condition of the world around us and the sin and the lawlessness can have effect upon our spirits. Our love can get low. Our love can get cold. But we've got to endure. We've got to make it to the end. We've got to be steadfast. We've got to stay on fire for God. We can't let the cold around us affect the warmth in our spirits. So by contrast, instead of the love growing cold, our love needs to glow bright. Our love needs to stay warm. Our love needs to get hot again, passionate again for the Lord. I was thinking of the C.S. Lewis book, The Chronicles of Narnia. How many have seen, read that book or seen that movie? Yeah. How many remember when the, when the children came into the world of Narnia, who was in charge? It was the Ice Queen. And everything was cold. And she had the ability with that staff to strike people and turn them into ice. And then they would be brought into eternal damnation. But how many know that when Aslan, when Aslan came back, he was breathing upon those souls. He was breathing upon those statues. He was breathing upon those things that were solid uh, ice. And they came to life. Amen? As we receive the life of God, as we rekindle the life of God, as we keep our spirits warm and aglow with the love of the Spirit of God, we have the ability to release life and warmth into the world around us. It radiates. 
Lisa says, you know, we have this gas-burning fireplace that we put in. And Lisa, we sit in the living room now, and Lisa, that's the best investment we ever made in that house. Well, because, you know, we don't even need to turn the heat on because it radiates, you see. Sometimes we don't even need to do much, but our presence, you see, when we're warm and the Spirit of God is dwelling in us, when it's alive, when it's flickering, when it's aglow, it radiates into the environment around us. One flame, one life, one spirit filled with the life and the fire of God will have an effect on a family. It'll have an effect on a work environment. It'll have an effect on a city. When we all get together, come on, somebody. Did you know that Jesus is standing in the book of Revelation in the midst of the lampstands? There were seven churches he was talking to, and each church was in the spirit realm, a lampstand. This is a lampstand. When we come together, when our spirits gather together in the spirit, if we could see in the spirit, heaven is looking at this place and it sees a lampstand. This is a light in the realm of the spirit. This is a light in the darkness. God sees it from heaven. That's the reality. But the question is, how bright? How bright is it? Don't let the enemy snuff your light out. Don't let him convince you that it doesn't have an effect. It's radiating. It's radiating with the power and the presence of God. When our lights come together, there's more power. There's more life. So, you might be saying, well, gee, I, I, don't, I don't know how to do that. The fire of God, what does that look like? And I just heard the Lord say, I've only given you responsibility for one flame. I want you to keep your flame alive. That's it. Don't worry about the people around you. Don't worry about the, the body of Christ. Don't worry about other things. Worry about the flame that's in your spirit. Don't worry about your neighbor. Just keep that fire alive. And in doing so, you will save both you and those that hear you. Paul told Timothy, 1 Timothy 4.16, Timothy, take heed to yourself and to teaching, for in so doing, you will save both yourself and those that hear you. You say, that, that's it? Yes, that's it. That's it. Stay on fire. Keep adding the logs. Keep the fire alive. Don't let the enemy snuff it out, and you will live, and those around you will live too. Jesus said in Luke chapter 12 and verse 35, he said, I want you to keep your waists girded and your lamps burning bright. This is Jesus now. In the old times, they, they would have these kind of cape materials, the men too. And sometimes they would get all out of sorts and disorganized and they would triple. Jesus said, no, listen, I want you to Get things together. You. Don't worry about other people. Just you. Get your life in order. Self-control. Discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness and let that fire burn bright out of your spirit. When Moses saw the burning bush, how many people remember the burning bush in the, in the wilderness that Moses saw? How many know God was speaking out of that fire? 
God speaks out of his spirit. God speaks by the fire of the Holy Spirit today and we have been baptized by the Spirit of God in the flame of God and God is talking to us today. I was reminded of Oral Roberts' classic, Unleashing the Power of Praying in the Spirit. Unleashing the power. It's in the library. You know, God showed Brother Roberts that, you know, when you pray in the Spirit, you can actually interpret your own prayers. When you begin to pray in the Spirit, God begins to bring interpretation in English. Sometimes if there's other people together, somebody else might interpret. But there's power in praying in the Spirit. And when we are filled with the fire of God, and when we are filled with the presence of God, the next natural progression is for our mouths to open. God wants your tongue to be a tongue of fire, sanctified, holy, set apart to God, and an instrument to bring the message of the good news of the kingdom of Jesus Christ to you and to those around you. In Acts chapter 2, you know the story. The Holy Spirit came. And the Bible says in verse 2, we'll start in verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. Say each of them. There's a flame just for you. It's an individual flame. It's got your name on it. It's unique. It's an expression of the Spirit of God through you to the world around you. How do you know that? Well, the first thing they did was preach the gospel in unknown tongues. The Holy Spirit came. You see, oh, hallelujah. See, this was when God came back into man, the breath of God, the life of God, the release of God, the truth of God. It came when the Holy Spirit came upon the earth. God is saying, now I have a means by which I can communicate to a lost world. And I want to do it through people who have the fire of the Spirit of God. Divided tongues, each of them had one upon them. And immediately they began praying in the Spirit as the, excuse me, they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Notice there's a cooperation here. They began to speak as the Spirit gave them the utterance. They received the ability to pray and to speak beyond themselves by the power of the Holy Spirit. And notice what happened immediately after that. People began to gather. Something supernatural was going on. What is this fire of God that you're talking about? What is this warmth and this life that can change lives? It causes people to gather. When something supernatural is happening, people gather. The fire of God is the Holy Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God is a supernatural Holy Spirit sent from the Father 
to the Son and released on the earth to you and I. Supernatural power, joy, peace, love, presence, power that breaks up all the things that are coming against us. It releases the life and the knowledge of God. And all of a sudden, these people heard in their own languages. Now, you know that once a year in Jerusalem, they would gather from all over the area, from all different languages. But they heard the good news and the marvelous works of God. God wants to communicate with this world. He wants people to hear the marvelous and wonderful things of God. And he wants to use you. And he wants to use me to do it. Hallelujah. How's he going to do it? He's going to do it by lighting our spirits aglow and warm and filled. Otherwise, we're just preaching philosophy. It's just a philosophy. There's no power. It's just another doctrine. It's just another philosophy if there's no power that goes with it. If it doesn't have the ability to change, if it doesn't have the ability to break, if it doesn't have the ability to give life to people, it's just another philosophy. But it's not. The day it was inaugurated on the planet, God covered his word to humanity with the fire of the Holy Spirit. And he said, I want this fire to start right here. And I want it to keep going until I come back. Any good story has an exposition, right? It has a beginning. It has a complication and a rising. It climaxes. Jesus says, I'm coming back. Let's get started. What's the, who are the characters in this story? The disciples, the people of God, you and I. What's the setting? What's the setting? Well, Jesus ascended to the right hand of the Father. The father, when he got there, said, Jesus, now's the time. You have arrived. You finished the work. I have something for you, son of God and son of man. I have this spirit, the precious, dear Holy Spirit of the Godhead. Here, I want you to have it, and now I want you to pour it out upon mankind. The setting is right here and right now. Right now. And if you read the book of Acts, you see the effect. They took the word of God they, and, and trusted the presence of the Holy Spirit and they changed atmospheres. That's what we're supposed to do, to change atmospheres by the spirit of the living God. But we've got to keep it alive. Let's go to, just as an example of this, in Acts chapter 4, we've got to keep the fire alive, though. We've got to keep it well-tended. And listen, the, the fire burns on the altar of sacrifice. That's a, that, that's, a, that's a good word. Sacrifice. So when I, when I, come, when I come here, and I lift my voice to God. I'm making a sacrifice of praise. The fruit of my lips to God. I'm rekindling the flame. When I get down on my knees and I pray, I'm building a fire. 
I'm getting the fire going. I'm making a sacrifice. In the Old Testament, sacrifices were burned upon altars. And, and I'll get back to Acts in just a minute, but just quickly look up at me for a second. Did you know that at, before Gideon was called, the first thing he did was he prepared a sacrifice before the angel? It was a delicious meal. Do you know what the angel did? He touched the rock with his staff, and poof, that thing lit on fire. And that was a sign of peace and relationship and acceptability between God and Gideon. He made a sacrifice. How many know that Elijah called down fire upon the altar? And I love this because that altar was soaked in water. So I, I just, I, I don't know if this will light. You know, things have gotten really cold. Things have gotten really wet. Things have gotten really tough. God says, just come before me and make a sacrifice in Jesus' name. It will light. And the fire of God will consume it. And in the New Testament, you see, we're not supposed to burn bulls and goats and calves. What's the sacrifice? You and I. Paul said in Romans 12, he said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present yourselves. Present yourselves. You're the altar. In the old covenant, it was the priests that were responsible for tending the sacrifice. They were constantly at work keeping that fire burning. You and I are kings and priests before God. Do you know that you're a king and you're a priest before God? Did you know that? That's what the Bible says. Very clearly, in many places, we are a kingdom of priests. We're called out. We're separated out of darkness into his marvelous light to show forth the praises of him. God says, my fire is now going to burn in you. You are the sacrifice, but you're going to live. You're going to live and not die and proclaim the works of the Lord. I'm going to live and I'm not going to die. And I'm going to proclaim the works of the Lord by the help of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to live and I'm not going to die. I'm going to present myself before God and the fire of God is going to burn in my spirit and I'm going to live. And I'm not going to be conformed to this world, but I'm going to be transformed because God's presence is dwelling within me. I remember in the, the movie they showed in the science classes in the schools. I've seen it. Um, the Day After Tomorrow. It's an a, a apocalyptic movie where the, the, the climate changes and uh, extreme winter and cold comes upon the planet. Have you seen that movie? I see some nods. Yeah. Dennis Quaid. And how many remember the, the main characters in that movie were were stored up in a library and they were burning books to stay alive. And it got so cold that if you were to go outside, just being exposed to the cold would kill you. So at one point in the movie, there was a great wind and a great gust and the, the cold had intensified and they ran inside and they said, don't let the fire go out. And they began to throw books feverishly on the fire because they knew 
that if that fire went out, that they would die. That's the kind of attitude we have to have with our spirits. The enemy wants to snuff you out. He wants that fire to go, but you've got to feed it. Say, feed the fire. Let it live. I don't know that I have what it takes. John 1, Jesus said, The light has come into the world, but the darkness did not comprehend it. The darkness can't overcome the light. The devil can't take you out. The darkness on the earth is no match for the life and the light and the presence of God. So we have to be filled with God's presence as we keep the flame alive in our spirits. Sometimes we feel like, gee, I just don't know what to say. I just don't know how to pray. I don't know the way. Well, they were facing that in Acts chapter 4. Do you remember Acts chapter 4? Just checking. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 31. You see, they had just been chastised and beaten and rebuked for letting the fire live. You see, the first church was very open and vocal about their faith. And I think it's time that we do the same. I'd love to hear an amen right there. I... I think it's time. You see, God wants this faith, this gospel of the kingdom, this truth to get out. He doesn't want it just in this room. He wants the light of the knowledge of the presence of Jesus Christ, which is dwelling in earthen vessels. He wants that light and that knowledge to get out of these four walls. You say, well, some people won't like it. I know. I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. I was on a treadmill one time, and there was a guy jogging next to me, and this was years ago, and I think I had some praise music going, and I'm on that treadmill, and he's on that treadmill, and I said, so, don't even bother, he said. <laughs> I'm not the guy. I don't want to hear it, Barone. <laughs> some people are not going to want to hear it, but that still can't stop us. Because God says you've got to go into all the world with this message. Because the end is coming. I've got people in, that, in this city. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. I, I knew I had something there that was stalling. Very quickly, when the Holy Spirit came and the divided tongues. And notice, this is not just fire on each head. These were divided tongues as of fire. Okay? The fire of God release, is released out of our mouths. And that's another sermon that I want to preach. When we are filled, we begin to speak by the Spirit of God. Okay? But notice, immediately when they begin to speak in, in tongues... There was interpretation. Somebody heard in Medes and the Laodiceans. They heard the, the interpretation and they heard God in their own language. Right? How many know that's supernatural? Right? How many know God can communicate to this lost world supernaturally? Say, God, they don't want to hear it. They, we, what, how are we going to say it? I mean, what, how do we do it? I don't know, but the Holy Ghost does. 
And he says, if you'll just go, I'll cover your words and something supernatural will happen. But watch, what happened immediately after that? What are they saying? Those guys are drunk, man. They're drinking. There's going to be misunderstanding. There's going to be mockers. We can't let that stop us, though. Amen. You see, but if it were, um, if it were genuine, if it were real, everybody would what? No, God shows us very clearly there will be some. He who receives the message will be baptized, will be saved. He who receives it not will be damned. People have a choice to make. All right, this is the application to the message. Lord, I'm trying to get to Acts here, I promise. Look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness we might speak your word. By stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. You say, I want the miracles. The miracles come second. The word comes first. He confirms the word with signs following. He says, if you'll go and present the message to people that don't know it, I guarantee you miracles will attend your message. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. This is our formula. Are you ready? This is not a hard one. Say, number one, pray. <laughs> pray. We come before God and we make a sacrifice. We get the wood going. Remember the priests in the old covenant? That's a picture. They were busy, they were busy bees, constantly keeping that fire burning. What does Paul tell us? He said, continue in prayer. Be vigilant with it. Don't let it go. Every day, whether you feel like it or not, keep the logs going onto that fire. I'm preaching to me now, not you. Number two, when they prayed, they were filled. There was an activation there. The Holy Spirit began to get stirred up. He began to get kindled. And number three, they began to speak the word of God with boldness. God's word has to be covered with the fire. It's got to be covered with the spirit of God, with the presence of God. We don't have the ability in ourselves. We're not eloquent enough to convince the world that they need Jesus. But the Holy Spirit can. He can turn the hearts. So we come before God and we pray. He fills us. We begin to speak. And the fire of God is now burning in our hearts. Notice that their main prayer, God, what was happening there? I just want to give it a little context, then I'm done. They were in the marketplace telling people about Jesus and people were getting saved. They didn't, the Sanhedrin and the Pharisees didn't like that. They got in trouble for opening their mouths and communicating who God was. So they said, look, shh, get, get in the temple. You're not allowed out here. We don't want that in the marketplace. You just stay in that church and be quiet. So notice what their prayer was. God, we know, Jesus, this is not your will. 
We know that you don't want us just to stay within these four walls. We know that this message has to get out. So, Lord, the, de- the enemy's trying to hush it. He's trying to snuff it. He's trying to put it out. But, Lord, we're going to come together and pray that we could still speak the word of God with boldness outside these walls and that you would bring signs and wonders to attend to that word and that people would continue to get saved. You know what they were praying? God, don't let the fire go out. And they got together. And once they said, (laughs) okay now, now we're talking again. All that intimidation and that fear that I was feeling, all that discouragement, all those black and blues from getting whipped, I'm not feeling that right now. I'm feeling the Holy Spirit now. I'm warming up, hallelujah. We're we're feeling the presence of God, and now we're beginning to see purpose again. We're beginning to see vision again. We're beginning to see, yes, God can save this city. Yes, God's given us something to do it with. Yes, we're not going to give up. We're going to keep going in Jesus' name. The fire of God begin to burn again. Lord, we need your fire today. Lord, we pray that the fire of God would be kindled in our hearts today. And I just want to backtrack and finish. God wants to remind us, one flame, just you. Just keep that fire alive. Keep it alive. Get around other flames because yours will flicker as you get around other flames, don't isolate. How many remember the parable of the talents? That one servant was given one talent, one flame. What did he do? He went and buried it. He went and hid it. Well, guess what? It wasn't just the talent that was hiding. It was him too. This is a picture of negativity, isolation, discouragement. God says, don't be discouraged. Rekindle that flame. Let the fire live. It will live. So God, we thank you for the fire that we need today to live, to live in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.